Hey, everybody, it's that time again. Believe Sports Business, Sports Media. I'm Fred. You can email us, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. And uh, Art Source is in Pennsylvania and uh, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. Lived much of his life around the world, but certainly in Southern California. So let's talk about the Lakers. Frank Vogel, a month ago I said this team is fortunate to finish 41-41. and And on Thursday's... uh, L.A. Times, uh, the half sports section that we now get, uh, it indicated that Frank Vogel is going to take uh, the the brunt of the blame. Is he totally to, uh, at fault, or are other people involved in this situation, Art Source? There's a lot of things going on with the Lakers that aren't looking real good right now, Fred. I mean, I, I look at LeBron James. I look at the fact that, you know, he's still a good, great basketball player. But I think he wants to be the GM. I think he wants to be the head coach. And if Jeannie Buss allowed him, I think he'd like to be the owner of the Lakers as well. And going out and getting your guys, older guys like Westbrook, and, of course, having a guy like Davis who's, you know, he can play really great one night and then not be available the next night. So, I mean, they've got a tough road to hoe with Golden State and Phoenix off to 20-4 and four starts. You look at the Lakers, they're 13-12 they're and 12 right now. They've got a they've got a tough tough gig ahead of them, and uh, unless they can get the youngsters to step up, I just don't see it really happening this year. And you know, part of it part of me part of me says yeah, it is Frank Vogel's part, but part of me says it isn't his his problem either. I mean, he's trying to do the best job he can. I can only imagine what it would be like coaching NBA superstars in the modern era. Okay, so I've said before that I don't know why Brandon Ingram is still not uh, back in the Laker uniform. I don't know Kuzma why he is not uh, in a uniform. Take a look at how Rell's playing uh, with uh, the Washington Club in the National Basketball Association. Bottom line is most of these choices were LeBron's choices uh, to make the deal for for Westbrook. And listen, I'm the biggest Russell fan in the world. But, you know, in the offseason, he slowed up, whatever the case might be. He's not quite the player he was before. And, again, we're only playing with one basketball, and there are three guys on that team who need the ball all the time. How do you resolve that? Well, you know, we've discussed that in the past. I mean, you know, Jerry Tarkanian was a good friend of mine and my father's. And his biggest dilemma with the old UNLV teams was how do you make five superstars how do you placate them with one basketball? And you know what it takes? It takes unselfish play. It takes a team goal. It takes people playing basketball the way it was played in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. In other words, putting team before individual. If the Lakers can get back to what those principles are, all right, play hard, develop their young players instead of getting rid of them and they become stars everywhere else, they've got a chance. But that takes, that takes a lot of courage to step back and say, look, I'm going to be the guy who might be, you know, the, uh, the Oscar Robertson tonight. I'm going to feed the ball to my guy who was playing well. Hey, if, if, they, if, if each of them plays well once or twice a week, they're going to be just fine, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't think, uh, <laughs> the, no, no, I'm, I'm in all sincerity. I don't think the talent's there. I think that the old guys have slowed down. I don't see them not being injury prone. I don't see them playing And again, you know, LeBron's going to play his 55 games. I don't see Davis playing more than that. I don't know how many games Westbrook will play at a hundred percent. I think but we have really a major problem. That's Frank, Vogel, that's Frank Vogel's fault. I mean, no. how can that be his fault? 
No, I, I think last year was his fault at the end of the season, the way right. he uh, treated his centers when he didn't play Harrell at all, Harrell at all, when he was the guy that gave them, uh, I don't know, aggressiveness. And I think that's what they needed. That's why they went down early in the NBA playoffs, in my opinion. Anyways, he's playing well for Washington. Uh, obviously, uh, Kuzma's playing well for Washington. I'd rather have them in a, in a Laker uniform. And I, and I love Russell Westbrook, one of my favorite UCLA players of all time. But he's not quite the same, and he's not worth giving up the future. I think they gave up the future. I'm talking back a couple of years, Clarkson and Hart and the rest of them. They, if these guys were in a Laker uniform and Westbrook was elsewhere, maybe Davis was elsewhere, I think this team would have more of a shot. I think Vogel's a very average coach, So, but it's not all on him. It's, it's mostly as indicated on LeBron. Making it well, it's more than that. It, it's upper management allowing LeBron to make the choices that he's made. Upper well, management. you know, Fred, let's be honest here. Rob Polinka is a sports agent. Yep. Okay. I'm not so sure he's the perfect guy to be the general manager. Yeah. I mean, for years, I thought Rambis did a great job. Before then, Jerry West did a fabulous job with the Lakers. You know, Magic, eh, he did all right. But the bottom line is, you need to find people that can play together. And, you know, basketball is five guys playing in sync. I mean, and I don't see them playing very well in sync. And, and I look at the Clippers in the same vein. And, you know, I think it's a very tough situation nowadays because players in the NBA, the NBA, let's be honest, Fred, the ratings are down. They don't play defense. It's like watching the old Harlem Globetrotters, which I loved as a kid. But it's not basketball as we grew up playing and watching and loving. I mean, Johnny Wooden and Jerry Tarkani and the people like that, they, they stress defense. When's the last time you saw defense? Maybe the last five games of the NBA Finals? <laughs> so you mentioned the Clippers. Have they become the Washington Generals? Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, I just don't know. I, I just think they're going to fill the arena, the new uh, – crypto arena <laughs> and i don't think i really don't think it matters anymore i mean i'm seeing pro sports from a whole different perspective now i think the amount of money these guys are making a it's making them soft b it's taking away the team aspect of the game in other words i'd have contracts based on where you finish in, in the season in other words here's our team you win you go to the, the nba championship here's a 20 million dollar bonus Okay, I don't believe in paying these guys fifty million dollars when half the time they want to play, they don't want to play. You know, I mean, th this deal where they you know sit out because well, it's an eighty-two game season. Hey, it's been an eighty-two game season all but the last two years. So I mean, are these guys in shape? Do they work when they sign a five-year, two hundred million dollar deal, Fred? Do they have that? You know that that. You know, that desire to be great anymore? I don't know. I question it. That's the voice of Art Source. Uh, this is Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on Pod Clips. I am Fred. You can email us at sportsfred at aol.com. Artie, uh, USC is undefeated, and because most of their games have been on the Pac 12 network, I've seen one game. How good can the Trojans be? Well, they're 9 0, and they're ranked 16th in the country. The Bruins are. 8-1, and one, and they're ranked fourth in the country. You know, I looked at the, the rankings the other day, and I went down and threw them, and, and I was, like, amazed because you've got Duke right in there. 
you got a Gonzaga ball club that's supposed to play Washington on Sunday, but Washington played against Steve Alford's Nevada team, and now they have seven coaches and players that are in COVID-19 with the uh, the new variant, you know, the Omicron. And so I don't know. I, I look at I look at the uh, you know college basketball. I love college basketball. The kids play defense. Where did Purdue come from? Nobody talks about Purdue earlier in the year, and now they're right there. I still say Baylor and Gonzaga will be there in the end, but uh, you know USC is 16th and they're nine and zero. Last uh, Saturday, you said, Fred, I don't know if they played anybody. Have they played a top twenty team yet? Oh, well, not Kentucky, but Eastern Kentucky. Is that close enough? Okay. Um, <laughs> last last Saturday, UCLA was supposed to play Washington. Uh, game was canceled because of uh, uh, COVID-19 protocols in the Washington Husky program. Now, the Saturday coming up, folks, we're taping this at 4 o'clock uh, Pacific on Thursday. The game against Gonzaga and Washington is, is now canceled. So people think that uh, COVID or Omicron is gone. I, I think they're out of their minds. Your comments uh, are at source. Most definitely. I mean, I'm looking at today, the Detroit Lions had 21 guys miss practice, of which I think seven or eight of them were directly related to uh, to the, the virus. So, I mean, I think, you know, as, as, as these things are changing, and I mean, if you look at the stock market alone, I mean, you can't get any real definitive view on things. One day, you know, it's the COVID outbreak. Next day, oh, everything's going to be fine. You know, it's, it's not going to be real bad. It'll be like getting the flu. It's so hard to get the truth out of the American federal government. It's like, you know, if you listen to all the things that Fauci has said and Doris Burks has said and all these, you know, Dr. Gottlieb and all this, it makes you question, really, are they just pontificating? Are they just grabbing stuff out of the air and saying this could happen or maybe that could happen? Do they really have a handle on what's going on? I don't think they do, Fred. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think they do either. And I think that's why, you know, on Facebook, I've had I've lost friends uh, because uh, they're adding them. Yeah, they the fact... weren't real friends if you lose them over something that ridiculous. Oh, like, no. Uh, I mean, I've got guys who have basically have turned into Jim Jones. And uh, they think that uh, uh, he's going to lead us into the uh, never-never land of goodness, and uh, you don't have to wear a mask, and you don't have to uh, take the shots. Well, here's and, the latest thing that I heard, Fred, and this is something that makes a lot of sense to me. Should you get the booster shot after you had the, the previous two shots or the one shot, they're saying you have a 25 times better chance of, 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 of not dying than if you don't get the booster shot. So my question is, when are they going to get Pfizer and these manufacturers that have these pills that you can take? You know, you take a barrage of three pills, and it supposedly works wonders. I mean, what are we waiting for? I mean, if we're so concerned about people dying and people getting sick, why aren't we fast-tracking that through the NIH, through the, through the CDC? It makes no sense to me. I remember, uh, I mean, folks, listen, um, Polio would still be here if it wasn't for the vaccination. Smallpox would still be here, not for the vaccination. Shingles would still be here uh, if not for the vaccinations. It just seems that this one has become so political because of our former president, who, again, did take the shot, but he didn't tell us he took the shot. And so people became adamant against the shot. And this is what I'm talking about, how I've lost friends on Facebook. They supported him. 
And just because he had, he had originally, you know, was against the shots, I thought Lysol would cure the thing. Uh, they're on his side. And so it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. You made a, just made the point. Originally, you were saying uh, just the, taking the shots give you a seven or eight times better chance of living. Now it's 25 with the booster. They don't care because they don't think it works at all. So I've said, I, I, I've said on Facebook, listen, if you're right, I've asked you to do something that's a little out of the ordinary by getting a shot and wearing a mask. But if I'm right... You mean thinking of other people, Fred? Yeah. If I'm right, I'm saving lives. So I don't know right. if that exactly balances out. But, you know, something uh, off COVID, but something that irritates me. And, again, I love college sports probably more than pro sports. And I've always loved college basketball, the second most behind baseball. But with this transfer portal thing, and folks were taping this December 9th, and I don't know how many, I think nine or 14 UCLA guys have already put themselves in the transfer portal. I don't know how many USC guys have done the same, and I've always been for the players getting, you know, some bucks uh, or, or more uh, from uh, uh, playing than they were getting NIL before. Deal, yeah. But, but yeah. not to the extent to where if they're not playing, they just get pick up and leave. Doesn't there have to be something else there to hey, stop I'm ready this? To go back and play for the University of Texas right now. You would have a year or two of eligibility left. 16 guys are going to be getting 50 grand a year. You're the fourth string offensive tackle getting 50 grand a year. Such a deal. Okay, what about the transfer, though? What about just, just getting up and leaving? It's ridiculous, Fred. It's ridiculous, Fred. My, here's the way I look at that whole thing. Okay, I believe the players should be able to go where they want to go. Okay, but once you make a commitment, unless the coach leaves, unless you can prove that the coach says, hey, you're not going to play here and he told you that, I don't think you should be allowed to just leave, you know, willy-nilly. I mean, that's just the way I say Now, if the coach takes another job after promising to play, you know, for you to go there, that's, that's a whole different situation. But, I mean, I just, I'm amazed at what's going on. You know, it's so far from amateur sports. It, it, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like too much of the pale. And, and I'm looking at it from a real positive viewpoint. I think the kids should make money. But, uh, you know, the way it's working out, you know, I, I, again, I, I'm just questioning the rules, the way it's set up. I would say right now, if I was going to get a job, okay, and I'm like Mario Cristobal at the University of Miami who left Oregon, first thing I would do is I'd go through the 1,500 names in the portal. I went through it the other day in the college football I could build an all-star team with guys who are leaving programs. Guy that was an all-Mountain West guy is thinking about going and playing for Iowa. I mean, it's ridiculous. These are proven players, not guys that are 17 that you're going to have to coach up for two or three years to get them to the level they need to be at. And, you know, it's just it's going to be real tough on fans, too, because you build an affinity for a player over a three-year period. You know, it's, it's the same thing that happened in college basketball. Yep. It's just one and done. Yep. I hate one and done. I mean, I want to see. That's why I rooted for Gonzaga last year, because they were basically a, a junior-senior team that had played together for three, four years, and I knew the guys, and I'd watched them, and I wanted you know, wanted to see uh, Coach Few finally win a national title. Well, they came up a game short, but they also played some of the greatest basketball I ever saw. So, I mean... You know, I, I just don't know. I, I think they need to they need to revisit this whole deal. All right, before we go, uh, 
uh, Kelly left uh, Notre Dame for LSU. Another Kelly might be leaving UCLA for Oregon. I set the odds at about 80% that he's gone, and I want him gone because I don't think he's a great coach, and I think at Oregon he'll prove this time around because the talent's not quite the same that he's not a great coach. I would say uh, four out of five that he's leaving. He had had a lot of Bilotti's guys. Coach Bilotti really built that program up. Go ahead, Frank. I'm sorry. No, that's what I was going to say. It's uh, exactly what you just said. He had the talent for four years, and when it, when it ran away, it ran, ran out. He went to the pros, hasn't won there, hasn't won at UCLA. Folks, eight and four, or nine and uh, nine and four, or eight and five is not necessarily a great season, but it's his best of his four at UCLA. So I'd like him to leave. To I've got a truth. funny feeling. I got a funny feeling they really don't want him. I think that goes back to Phil Knight. I think the guy to watch out for for the Oregon job is going to be Justin Wilcox, whose dad, Dave Wilcox, is a Hall yeah, of Famer. Sure. Justin played for Oregon. His, his, his uncle played for Oregon. He's a great defensive coach. He's a no-nonsense guy. He, he, they won't have all the crap going on, and he's a disciplinarian. And, and I think at a certain point in time, you know, Rob Mullins is going to look around and say, this kid, this is a kid that will stay here for 10 or 12 years, make the program solid, as long as we bring in a good offensive coach, which there's tons of them out there, especially ex-Oregon offensive coordinators, you know, they got to replace Coach Moorhead, who took the job at Akron. Why would you take the job at Akron? I mean, come on. You were at Mississippi State, Penn State, and Oregon, and now you're going to take a job at the University of Akron for the Zips? Good <laughs> luck on that, Coach Moorhead. All right, in 30 seconds, Art, your final comments on Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on Podclips. Hey, how about another modern-day quarterback winning the Heisman Trophy this weekend? I mean, you got three great great kids in there. I'd sure like to see Aiden Hutchinson get a few votes, but Bryce Young looks like the guy for Alabama. Uh, you know, I mean, what's it been since John Hewitt, since the Notre Dame? Wait a minute, Matt Leiter. This will be the third quarterback for modern day in 50 years to win a Heisman. That's amazing. I uh, can't tell you who I voted for, but uh, two of my three were first and second. Then I put, uh, I'm going to say this, I did put Dorian Thompson Robinson because uh, he's playing for Kelly. He deserves a break. And uh, so uh, <laughs> I, 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 re- I really did. No, that, that's no joke. That's why I put him in there. And, I, and, and, and if Drake London had played this season, I would have had him one, two, or three. Very quickly, I, I think he's going to be just one of the best pro, barring injuries well, in the Brent. pros. Brad, I talked to three guys that I know that are very, very prominent scouts in the NFL. Right now, he's rated in the top seven in the NFL, even with his injury. He's already come back pretty far from the, the ankle problem. They view him as a, as a real stud receiver. you got the, the tackle from Alabama, Evan Neal. you got Thibodeau, the defensive end for Oregon. You've got the Aiden Hutchinson kid from Michigan who's got an engine. Derek Stingley, who we all remember his dad, God rest his soul. Sure. The uh, LSU cornerback. And there's a kid that plays for Utah, middle linebacker named Devin Floyd. And they're all supposed to be right in there. What's funny is the first quarterback on the on the docket is Matt Corral, and he's not he's listed like fifteenth. And then Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh comes in at seventeen. And the only other one that made the top twenty five is Malik Wills from Liberty. So if you're looking for a quarterback in the NFL, 
It might not be in this year's draft. <laughs> Art, stay well. Tomorrow we do uh, Sports Overnight America. Scott, thank you very much. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Believe Sports Business. Sports media heard on pod clips around the world. Bye, everybody, until 168 hours from right now. Bye. Have a great one, everybody. Be safe.